a step in the right direction for the Minnesota Wild after a 5-4 to four win over the Philadelphia Flyers. What did we like? Did we see a turning point for Cam Talbot plus the Claude Giroux asking price? Very, very high. Are we still in? All that and more today on Locked on Wilds. You're Locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen every day. And just as a reminder, Locked On Wild is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's episode of Locked On Wild, we recap the 5-4 to four win over the Philadelphia Flyers, a desperately needed win for the Wild on the road. Looking at some of the things that we liked from the uh, the game, and uh, we'll look at whether or not we think Cam Talbot may have started to uh, get himself back on the road toward uh, better performances. So we'll talk about that. Plus, we will update on the asking price for Claude Giroux and whether or not we think that that is still a viable route for the Minnesota Wild to go to try to improve the center position for the roster. My name is Seth Topol, host of Locked on Wild, your veteran Minnesota sports content producer with over a decade's worth of experience covering your favorite Minnesota sports teams and now the veteran captain of Locked on Wild. Happy to have you along for a Friday edition of the show, a victory Friday. Boy, that felt good. I know the overall results, not the best, had to play catch up. Four different times to uh, beat the Philadelphia Flyers. 1-0 deficit. 2-1. 3-2. Ended up being able to overcome that and get the uh, game winner and not give up an empty net goal this time. So, at the end of the day, a win is a win is a win is a win is a win. And even having said that, I think the overall final results was a little shadowed by what we saw in the net because you look at the first few goals of the game for the Flyers. So you could say probably the first two are definitely more on your goalie than they are on anybody else. The third goal, however, in which... The uh, Minnesota Wild defense allowed Konechny to basically just tap one past Talbot with nobody in front of the net to try to offer any sort of resistance. I can't really put that on Cam because what are you supposed to do with the guy right in front of you who can basically just brush the puck in on either side without anybody there to stop him? I can't really fault I can't really fault Talbot on that. Uh, the power play goal that uh, that was scored by the Flyers, that was not great. Um, again, just a lot of traffic out in front of the net that, uh, that led to the Flyers being able to take the lead at that point. And 
you know, it was it was just it was a game in which if you get a little better goaltending, I think it looks way different than it does because, you know, this has been one of the big issues for this team over the uh, the last two weeks is that, you know, we started off the season and the goalies were just playing loose, playing without a lot of pressure because you knew that the offense was going to get you five goals a night. Put it in the bank, guaranteed that that's going to be the result. And so they didn't feel like they had to make every save. You don't have to hold your opponent to one goal or you're going to lose. We've seen it flipped, though, now to where there is pressure on the offense and pressure on the defense because in Cam Talbot's recent starts, it's basically guaranteed that he's giving up five goals or four goals. And so you go into the game knowing that you're going to have to win six to five or five to four. And so you start to press immediately and you you get a little too tense with the puck, with zone entries, with face-offs, with everything, because you know that you are going to have to have what is considered a high-level output offensively before the game even starts. And defensively, it's pretty much all on you to try to come up with some saves out in front of the net. And so that, I think, has weighed on this team over the last two weeks because as Brett Marshall, you know, he's been all over this, which is just great because then it's easier for me to find the uh, the tweets when uh, when he sends them out all over the uh, numbers for Cam Talbot here over his last handful of starts and um, in his last 9.2 games the wild netminder has faced i think he's given up um an expected goals allowed average or expected goals for his opponents of 21.37 expected goals in 9.2 games in 2022. He's allowed 32 goals. So it's expected in those nine games that he was going to give up 21 goals. He's given up 32. So he has he has just it's been rough and you know we talked about the confidence for Talbot being low. And so he's trying to do way more than he would normally do to offset it. And he's just guessing on spots. He's trying to anticipate what opponents are going to do as opposed to simply playing the puck, simply reacting to the puck coming to him. And that leads to, it's no different than when an NFL kicker misses a field goal And so instead of just aiming at the target, tries to compensate. Well, now I need to aim a little left so that I can draw the ball back in. That is when you are at your absolute worst, is when you are so far in your head that you turn simply doing your job into a math equation. Can't do it. And so we'll uh, we'll point to hopefully a turning point for Talbot. 
in the third period in which he kept the Flyers off the board completely. But uh, I did want to get to some of the things that we liked in tonight's game um, as hopefully points of bounce back for some critical players. Ryan Hartman, first and foremost, with two goals, the huge stick deflection late in the game to prevent the Flyers from the tying goal with a extra with an extra attacker. Um, that was as good as Hartman has been pretty much all season. And so, you know, a great bounce back for him. It had been a rough go, to say the least, for Hartman. And so, uh, you know, was some of that the fact that the Flyers are just not a great team? Probably. But was some of that him kind of just getting back to what he does best? Absolutely. So Ryan Hartman's bounce back was a great thing that we loved to see uh, in the win. Uh, Also love to see the continued brilliance of the Boldy, Fiala, and Goudreau line. Goudreau with a goal, Boldy with a goal. That line brought it, and they worked the Flyers to death pretty much the entire game. Continues to be the one line that has been able to withstand this mess that has been the last two weeks of the wild season. They just continue to be the anchor, the North star, the compass that is keeping this team on the right path. And hopefully this is enough to convince the powers that be that we got to keep it intact because it would be nice to have this line for a couple of seasons at least to let them continue to build and to uh, to blossom before our very eyes. So I thought that was uh, very good as well. Um, you know, it, it was just, it was one of those games where the Wild had stretches where they played very well. Uh, they had a lot of stretches where they just dominated and held zone presence, which is something we have not seen over the last couple of weeks. And I know it's the Flyers who are dead last in almost every offensive category, dead last in most every category. And we're three, I think three and 15 in their last 18 games. But when you are on a skid like the Wild are on, even those games aren't easy. And so for the Wild to be able to grit it out, gut it out on the road is a step forward. And so hopefully the big thing now is to take this step forward and to build on it as opposed to one step forward and now another step or two steps back against Buffalo. Like continue to build, put another foot in front of the other and, uh, and continue to move this thing along. That's what we're hoping we saw with Cam Talbot last night. And so uh, we will talk about Talbot's third period as a big reason that the Wild were able to uh, pick up the win against the Flyers. We continue to recap last night's win against Philadelphia today on Locked on Wild after this. The month of March is here. Spring is right around the corner. And if you are holding strong to your New Year's resolutions, trying to eat better, trying to look better, Built Bar applauds you, and Built Bar is here to help. If you're looking for a little bit of a change of pace with your Built Bar consumption, may I recommend the Puffs. 
Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They are fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Just like all Built Bars, Puffs contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to your favorite candy bar, which is at 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, dozens of net carbs. You can enjoy Puffs or any of your favorite Built Bars by going to Built.com using the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild, and again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen every day. For your next listen, make sure to check out the Lockdown Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts. Lockdown Now is free and available wherever you listen to your podcasts. Continuing to recap last night's win against the Philadelphia Flyers, 5-4. to four. Wild pickup win number 32 on the season. So Cam Talbot started off, and first goal he gave up, it was a weird angle. Tried to shut the door on the right side of the net, but left the uh, left side of the net open, and uh, the Flyers were somehow able to tuck one past him. At that point, you're like, oh boy, here we go again. Uh, Gave up another goal, gave up a power play goal, and gave up a fourth goal all within the first two periods of the game, to which led me to tweet that, yes, Cam Talbot is a great teammate. He's a great addition to this wild uh, roster, wild locker room. But he is at present, and he has been over his last nine games, a liability. If you're going to continue to win games and try to push yourself towards uh, a playoff run, you can't keep spotting teams two goals in the first period and just say, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll make the comeback. We'll, we'll complete this. It's not how it works. That just is not a sustainable recipe for success for this wild team. And so, you know, at that point, maybe a little bit up in the fields, but at the same time, like, you look at what Capo Kakinen has done over his last handful of starts, and I know he did not um, – he didn't end up getting the win against the um, against the Flames and uh, has had a couple of rough ones over his last handful of outings. But, you know, I think, I think if the Wild do commit to the – Capo's the one, Talbot's the backup – I think we'll see some more even-type goaltending, and it boils down to what we talked about with Capo's confidence just being better than Talbot's at this point. The hope was that Talbot could have a nifty little bounce-back game against the Flyers and could could kind of get himself back on track. Now, while he didn't do that overall – Did he maybe do that in the third period? He held the Flyers off the board. He did get one massive assist on a save from uh, Ryan Hartman, who came in to prevent uh, the Flyers from finding in mostly empty net after Talbot had uh, sprawled out to try to make uh, another save. So 
Hartman assisting there, but Talbot did make a, a handful of good saves down the stretch in the third period. And so is this something that he can build off of? Is this enough of a, um, a boost for him to get his confidence back and to get him to maybe not fully what we saw last year, but at least something close to that goalie who was able to, uh, to really help solidify things for this team last year. Now we saw Dean Evason after his most recent start, again, another one which did not go well, this time against the Calgary Flames. We saw him come to Cam Talbot's defense and uh, try to kind of help um, try to kind of help shoulder some of the blame so that uh, it wasn't all him um, it wasn't all him trying to you know shoulder the whole the the entirety of the blame for uh, some uneven performances uh, Dean pointed to the defense. Uh, being a little bit of a problem um, in uh, his most recent start. And so hopefully getting Matt Dumba back, Dumba and Greenway both accompanied the Wild on the trip. They won't play, but even just having their presence, I think kind of helped give the team a little bit of a boost. Maybe it gave Talbot a boost as well, but getting Dumba back into the lineup will help the defense be able to take a little bit more of the pressure off of Talbot. It's going to be fascinating to see how this plays out as we move forward. If Talbot strings a couple of nice performances together, maybe we go back to this point and say, yeah, that seems like the point in the year where, uh, where things started to kind of turn back um, towards where we'd like the goaltending to be. It's it's all about making sure that uh, the Wild are not digging themselves too big a holes every night to uh, to come back. I mean, the Wild had to do it four different times. Trailed one nothing, two to one, three to two, four to three against a team like the Flyers. That's probably okay. And you're probably able to complete all of those comebacks, including a two-goal deficit going into the third period. Florida, though, Tampa Bay, Carolina, Pittsburgh, Vegas, Toronto. You name it. Any of those teams that are serious, legitimate threats in the postseason, you do that to them, they pile on. And so you have to be on your A game from the get-go against some of those teams to, uh, to prevent them from turning it into a snowball and, uh, and just rolling over you with, um, with a ton of goals. So hopefully this is a little bit of a kind of rally point for Talbot to get his confidence back and get him back to better than he's been. May, not necessarily that 5-0 and uh, or that 5-win stretch over his last 11 games in which he gave up, I think, five total goals or six total goals. He's probably not going to be that type of performer every night, but he's definitely better than what is currently going on with him in the net. So 
Did he turn the corner? I guess we'll wait and see. All eyes going to be on that next start. Whenever he starts, I would be shocked if Capo doesn't start against the Sabres. But then there is another back-to-back coming up. So Talbot will get another opportunity. Let's see what he does with it. We will finish today's show. Uh, seemed fitting to finish today's show by talking a little Claude Giroux because uh, the Wild just saw him in person. Looks pretty good. However, the asking price, asking price is high. We'll, uh, we'll see just how high when we finish today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. For all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is also your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. If you want to gamble on it, BetOnline has it. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. That's all at BetOnline, where the game starts. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen every day. Claude Giroux had an assist and also went 18 of 30 in the faceoff circle for the Flyers. Uh, the Minnesota Wilds got just decimated in the faceoff circle once again. Um, yeah, although Ryan Hartman had 11 wins and 14 losses, so he wasn't the problem in the faceoff dot. It was uh, Freddie Goudreau and uh, Jewel Erickson Eck who combined to win nine and lose 22. So. Not great, but that would be one thing that Giroux would bring into this team. In addition to, you know, all he brings on the offensive side of the ice, a great faceoff guy, and he can help on the special teams as well. However, reports suggesting that the expected return for Giroux, first round pick, a prospect, and a young, ready NHLer for Claude Giroux. Is he worth that? He's certainly playing well enough to uh, to warrant a huge return for the Flyers. But if that's the case, I mean, for the Wild, it's going to be a low first-round pick if it's this year's. It's going to be a low first-round pick, somewhere in the 20s. Um, so that I'm okay with parting with. A prospect, Boldy, Rossi, Wallstead, untouchable. Beyond that, we can probably find a way to make it work. I'd be okay with that. But a young, ready NHL or NHL talent, that's the part of this puzzle that is worrisome to me because, you know, is is this where you dangle Adam Beckman to make this happen? Because as we have also alluded to 
frequently over the last couple of weeks. The Wilds have too many spots to play everybody. They're going to have a couple of battles between prospects for spots because you just you don't have enough room to put all of these guys on the ice at once. They can't all be backups. They can't all be starters. So why not dangle a few and uh, try to kind of recultivate this roster around those buyouts um, at the deadline or maybe in the offseason as well? If it's Beckman, it's so it either has to be, if you're talking NHL ready, the guys on the ice that are young that would qualify for that would be Kalen Addison, Adam Beckman. I would assume Marco Rossi and Matt Boldy are off the table, but maybe a fourth-line guy like Connor Dewar or Brandon Duhame. I like what those guys bring on that fourth line, though. So I don't know, and especially with spots that you're going to need to fill next season. Like, Dewar and Duhame are filling those spots, and they can fill those spots next year, too. Plus, is would Giroux even be able to resign here if the Wild make the move to get him? At the end of the day, you could end up having the same effect that happened to the Calgary Flames, where they make a move, the team rallies around it, and they just get scorching hot to the point that they kind of vault themselves into the conversation for teams in the Western Conference that could uh, could seriously make a run at the Stanley Cup Final. You could have that effect on this team. Gives them a boost as a team that played so well at the beginning of the season then hit the skids, and now you get them a guy that can help pull them out of it and get them back into the contender conversation in the Western Conference. It's pretty appealing, especially considering that he is a guy that can win face-offs, can help with the disparities that are becoming more and more of a problem every game, it seems like. The Wild gets throttled in the face-off circle again against the Flyers. There's a lot of appeal to it. The price is just, it's just, it's too high because an NHL-ready player in return is somebody that you're going to want to have help you next year, the year after that, and the year after that. So unless we get somebody else involved... It might be time to uh, to look elsewhere for an upgrade uh, for this team at the trade deadline. Now, if that doesn't become available and the asking price kind of drops a little bit, maybe Bill Guerin hops in and takes advantage of the Flyers kind of panicking. But while that is a possibility, there's also a possibility that the price increases with multiple teams trying to be the ones to outbid each other for Giroux. So there are a lot of factors here. 
it's just if it's if it's going to be a first a prospect and an NHL ready player, then I have pause. And I think that is going to wrap it up for today's episode of Locked on Wild. Now that your first listen of the day is done, make sure to head over to the Locked on Fantasy Hockey podcast. Hosts Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone make you the expert of your fantasy league. Locked on Fantasy Hockey is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Just like Locked on Wild, we're available anywhere, anytime you want to listen. Just search for Locked on Wild and you'll find us on your favorite podcast platforms. You can also follow us on social media. Make sure to follow the Locked on Wild Twitter account for the Locked on Madness tournament. Voting underway for uh, the final region of the round of 64, the Sotapod region. So make sure to vote on those defensemen matchups in the, uh, the round of 64. Then we'll take a little break and we'll get you back and set for the round of 32 next week in the Locked On Madness tournament. Also make sure to keep up to date with us on any big Minnesota Wild news. If a puck drops or big news hits anywhere in the state of hockey, Locked On Wild has you covered with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.